Good evening. This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcomes. Our spotlight is on wellness, and my guest is Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. You know him from CNN, Martha Stewart Living, and the Dr. Oz Show. Today he talks about his latest book, Natural Cause, Natural Cure. He also talks about hormones, how we can increase our energy, what hormones play in the role of energy. This is fantastic information, not only that you'll enjoy, but that you can use. Let's get to it. Welcome back. Oh, great to be with you. <laughs> yes, we're going to delve into this hormonal imbalance. We we hear that all over the place, whether you read it in a magazine or you listen to it on a on a talk show. What are hormonal imbalances? Well, the hormones are your body's way of communicating with itself. So uh, there's a control center in the brain called the hypothalamus. Tells the pituitary, it's kind of like the CEO. And it gives directions to the pituitary, which is like the vice president, and that sends out instructions to the workers in the field, which are the glands, and those glands send out hormones to all the cells of your body, telling them how much energy to burn, uh, whether blood vessels should relax, constrict, whether the heart should beat faster or slower. It is kind of like the orchestra conductor, and the hormones are the way that your body knows what to do. It's the communication system of every cell in your body. And the problem we have these days, Sabrina, is that um, with 85,000 chemicals in the environment, a lot of those chemicals are what are called endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. They mimic hormones and they, they block hormone function, and they also trigger autoimmune attacks on your glands. And we're seeing really widespread hormonal deficiencies these days, and they're causing havoc. And they're environmental and uh, ingested in terms of the foods we eat? Absolutely. We're seeing issues on both sides. Uh, excess soy, and I'm not worried about you're eating some edamame or, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm talking about people who are they're vegan, for example, and they have soy cheese and soy milk and soy this and soy that and soy everything. Uh, you can see a blocking of thyroid function. Uh, it won't make the test low, but it'll make thyroid function low. <clears throat> On the flip side, we're seeing a recurrence of iodine deficiency because iodine, we, we hear about iodine in the salt. And most of our salt doesn't have iodine because it's in food processing. Um, but it's used to, the reason they put iodine in salt and they le- legally mandated it for table salt is that iodine deficiency was epidemic in this country. Um, and they put it in, but what really helped is that the bakers started using iodine. Uh, and make in the wheat, you know, then making flour. But then a while ago, they learned that, oh, well, if we put bromides, which are a cousin to iodine and block iodine um, in the flour instead, it's so deadly that it kills any of the, the bugs or, you know, bugs won't eat it. It's too deadly. In fact, it's deadly enough that many countries, bromated flour is illegal. Mm. But, but in the United States, where it's okay to dump any chemical in anybody's food that you want, pretty much, um, you know, money talks, as they say. Um, they're seeing bromated flour. Now, you're going to see some companies like Pepperidge Farm will tend to avoid bromated flour. And most of the natural uh, you know, bread companies will not use bromated flour. Um, but basically, the bromides are blocking iodine, and we're no longer getting the iodine from the flour, and we're seeing a recurrence of iodine deficiency. And the way that you tell them, tired, Low body temperature, 
breast cysts, breast tenderness, even breast cancer. Uh, we suspect that low iodine contributes to breast cancer. It's critical for breast function as well as thyroid. Um, so a simple thing you can do is just take an iodine supplement uh, for a month. And the one I like is Tri-Iodine. That's by a company called Europharma. Uh, get the one they have six and a quarter and 12 and a half milligram tablets. Get one of those two. That's going to be plenty. And give it a month and see how your energy feels. And you'll know. I was wondering, this endocrine system has so many different hormones. You know, you read about the hypothalamus, pituitary, the penile gland, mm-hmm. the th- thyroid gland. Can you explain these different glands and what they mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because there's different functions that your body's trying to communicate. So thyroid is kind of like your body's gas pedal. It's or like the thermostat in your house. It's telling your cells how much energy to make. Mm-hmm. You make too much energy, you're going to feel like you're kind of running ground and anxious like you had too much coffee. Mm-hmm. If you make too little energy and the thyroid's underactive, you're going to be tired, weight gain, cold and tolerant, maybe infertile, constipated, you know, brain fog, poor sleep. Sounds kind of familiar to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Can't lose weight. <laughs> so most people are tend towards low thyroid as a more common problem in this country. And the problem with the blood test is the blood test, you have to be in the lowest 2% of the population before the blood test is abnormal. Mm. And doctors don't know that abnormal and healthy have nothing to do with each other. The specialists, the PhDs in clinical chemistry know that, but the doctors don't. They think that the normal range, which is just meant to tell you where on the spectrum the person falls. You know, this is where 95% of the population is in that normal range. So if somebody's in the lowest 5% of the population, they're still in lousy shape. Let, let me put it in a way people can understand. Um, to be in poverty in this country, if you're making under 16000 a year roughly, they'll be defined as being in poverty. But medically, to be in the lowest 2.5% of the population, you have to be making under $8,000 a year. So if you're making $8,100 a year, your doctor would say you technically fall in the normal range. There's nothing wrong with you. Our normal range, how we make them, would define over three-quarters of people in poverty as being just fine. And unlike poverty, where it's hard to get people enough money to have them feel great, with thyroid, it costs pennies to give you enough thyroid to feel optimal. It's just as easy to get you up to the equivalent of uh, 80000 $100,000 a year as, as to 9000 uh by giving the proper thyroid dose. But doctors don't do it. It's really pathetic. Um, and part of the cost of that, we look at cholesterol medications, which for most people are, to me, a $29 billion a year scam. Uh, if people have known heart disease, then they need it. But for people who are just treating cholesterol, it doesn't help. It lowers cholesterol, but it does not prolong life. Um, where if you look at a major study looking at thyroid levels, if thyroid was in the mid to upper part of the normal range instead of just being in the lower part of the normal range, it was associated with a 69% lower risk of heart attacks and heart attack death. So this is major. And... Uh, that's why I recommend you don't treat the blood test, you treat the person. So thyroid tells your body whether you're making enough energy. Um, adrenal is your stress handler. So it's that uh, bugle that sounds the alarm during cases of stress, what's called the fight-or-flight reaction. And what happens is that initially in high stress, 
the adrenal hormones stay too high and then people put on weight. And then as the adrenal gland exhausts, what happens is the adrenal cortisol levels drop too low and people sugar crave. They get these breathing now or I'll kill you kind of feelings. And then they eat too much sugar and they put on weight. So they're it's kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um, but it's easy to treat. You know, we talked about treating with some thyroid hormone and iodine for the low thyroid. For adrenal, um, you get some licorice, adrenal glandulars, some vitamin B5 and vitamin C, increase salt and water intake, and maybe even some bioidentical, very, very, very low-dose cortisol, safe in the very, very low doses, toxic at high dose. Um, and the problem clears up. And you teach, some, teach people some lifestyle matter, uh, things, like, you know, if they're watching the news and it makes you grind your teeth, there's a simple Tai Chi move, which is you reach behind you, you sweep, you grab the remote control, you point it at the TV and hit off. You know? So a lot of the stresses in your life you can just get rid of with that simple move. Uh, then you have the reproductive hormones, such as uh, testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. And then there's a host of minor, less, lesser known hormones. But those first right. three What's are the, the difference case. between the, the, the thyroid and the parathyroid? The parathyroid, even though it sits on the thyroid glands, the portable glands that kind of rest on the thyroid, uh -huh. their job is to regulate the calcium levels in the body. Hmm. So that's it. That's what they do. Um, and except for sharing the same location in the neck and therefore having a name that sounds like unrelated. <laughs> unrelated. But the calcium does what for us in the body? That's well, regulating calcium is critical for nerve function, bone uh, bone density, um, but by regulating the calcium, it's also in, in effect regulating magnesium, which I think is a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it'll regulate the calcium because calcium, uh, being at the proper level inside and outside the cells, are necessary for nerve firing, for your heart's uh, muscle firing, and then it can kind of help regulate other things. But the issue is not one of calcium deficiency or excess. Um, it's a matter of of a different form of regulation. So if you have low calcium and take more calcium, you're just going to get kidney stones. I mean, that's, that's not the... <laughs> um, and, and people who take plain calcium tablets, like for osteoporosis or for indigestion, mm -hmm. uh, in osteoporosis studies, taking plain calcium is associated with a 31% increased risk of heart attack death mm -hmm. and a minimal effect on bone density. So... If you have bone density issues and you're taking calcium, um, make sure you're taking it with magnesium and with vitamin D. If you have indigestion, you're taking antacids, chewable antacids. Take the ones that have the magnesium, vitamin D, and vitamin K. Uh, there's a new one called um, immediate heartburn relief um, that you can get in health food stores or at vitality101.com. So you want to get your calcium in healthy ways, which means packed with magnesium and vitamin D. Now, the pituitary gland has many hormones there, uh, your HGH and TSH and other things that uh, many people would be uh, familiar with, uh, you know, especially women. Can you talk a little bit about these important ones? Absolutely, because most of those hormones really just tell other areas of the body what to do. So like the TSH tells the thyroid how much to make, or the ACTH tells the adrenal how much hormone to make. But some of the hormones, such as the antidiuretic hormone, which tells you whether or not 
you can hold on to water or whether you're going to pee it all out. Anti-peeing hormone is a simple way to put it, um, which is often low uh, in people with chronic stress. Uh, growth hormone, which is uh, called the anti-aging hormone. It's what tells you to make growth spurts and, and turn fat into muscle and um, and helps lose weight, makes you stronger. Um, that's often low in diseases where there's hypothalamic pituitary suppression, such as fibromyalgia. So we see low growth hormone. Um, there's a host of others, oxytocin, other neurotransmitters as well, um, that are in that hypothalamic pituitary axis. Mm. Now, I'll give a simple thing, too. Um, in people with chronic fatigue syndrome, for, for example, uh, there has been, um, in addition to these other hormones, uh, oxytocin which is a neurotransmitter hormone in the hypothalamus, just above the pituitary, we find a small subset of people where if I give them a shot of oxytocin, their, uh, their symptoms go away. Their CFS fibromyalgia symptoms go away for that day. Wow. So there's a lot of these little hormones play a big role. Uh, it's funny, oxytocin has been implicated in autism. And can I mention one exciting thing? Uh, we have a study that our foundation funded using uh, a special technique called NAET. It's an acupressure technique that eliminates allergies. Um, I got interested in it when it knocked out my lifelong hay fever in 20 minutes. And it, just, it made my eyes go wide. And like my nose, it's like somebody turned a faucet off in my nose. And my hay fever went away never to come back. And that got my attention. And then I saw that autistic children had their autism go away when treated with NAT. So you know my policy. I don't take money from any of the supplement companies. But that doesn't mean they get off the hook for free from products I help them to design. New royalties go to charity. One of the things that our foundation funded um, was a treatment, was a study using NAT for autism. That study was just published today. So you're getting breaking news today, girl. Wow. <laughs> 23 of the 30 children in the, uh, uh, of the autistic children in the treatment group were back in regular school after one year, where as opposed to zero out of 30 in the untreated control group. Dramatic, dramatic improvement. That's fantastic. Uh, it is. So um, the website's still being built because it's one of those things with the journal that you never quite know what day it was going to come out with. Um, but there's a website um, you can go to naet.com, but for more exact, for those with autism, uh, go to a website and write this down. If you have any friends that have autistic children, naetautismtreatmentcenter.com. Uh, go to that website, and you have thousands of practitioners worldwide to practice on AET. You can see the abstract of the study. Uh, we're working with a journal to make the whole study open access so people can get the study for free instead of having to pay to see it like most journals um, and we have to pay 30 bucks to see the study we're going to try, we're working to make it free they're, they're open to that so then the whole study will be available um, but for, if you know anybody with autism uh, get that information out to them it can just turn their life around hmm. now we have a gland that manufactures melatonin is that the pineal gland? the pineal gland and the pineal gland regulates your day-night cycle. Uh, so if you think about it in the chain of command, um, if, if the hypothalamus is the CEO of the company, um, the pineal gland is like the chairman of the board. <laughs> okay. 
And it regulates, it orchestrates your whole day-night cycles because hormones need to be put out at different amounts depending on whether it's morning or afternoon or nighttime. Uh, cortisol needs to be high in the morning when you want energy but low at night so you can sleep. Um, and the melatonin um, is a key hormone for that gland and helps to regulate our day-night cycles. Hmm. You say it's somewhat of a mystery. Why is that? Well, the pineal gland, is uh, the whole area of the stuff in the brain is like a little black box. Mm-hmm. And as you go higher and higher in the system, the amounts of the hormones that it made, it's made are often lower and lower amounts um, and often a little harder to study. And it, it, it's just, we know that the melatonin um, is important for sleep. Uh, it's funny, when, when people first realized that, they had no clue what the dose needed was. And I think somebody pulled a number out of, well, let's just pick an unnamed orifice, um, and just made it three milligram tablets. And some of the gun people got, it helped sleep. So what happened is that all the copycat companies said, well, we're going to sell three milligram melatonin too. And all of a sudden, everybody's sending, selling three milligram melatonin, with there being no rational reason for that dose. Hmm. All it takes to get optimal sleep is one half, actually three tenths of a milligram of melatonin. It will give the maximal effect for most people. I wanted you to talk about the unreliable thyroid test and the TSH and what's really going on with these uh, levels that are supposed to be normal, not normal, since many people have the, an underactive thyroid anyway. Absolutely. Let's take a look at the problems with thyroid testing and with hormone testing in general. Um, if you look at most tests, not all, but most tests, the way the normal range is derived is they take 100 people, they do the test, and the 95 in the middle percent in the middle are defined as normal, and the two and a half highest and lowest are defined as abnormal. It's called two standard deviations. So to make it easier to understand, if I wanted a normal range for shoe sizes, I'd pull up a table in a mall, you know, in the hallway in the mall, and I'd measure the shoe sizes of the next 100 people that came by. And I'd get a normal range, say, of 4 to 13. And if a couple Texans happen to be in the bunch, I might be 4 to 15. A couple babies in strollers, normal range might be 1 to 13. You know. So, but say again, normal range of 4 to 13. That will tell me where 95% of the people fall in. Now, the average woman's shoe size is size 8. So, and I happen to wear a size 13. And so say you come to Hawaii, which is where I live, and uh, you come to, you know, in Hawaii we live on an active volcano and we don't want to track in the lava, so we leave the shoes at the door. And say so we got our shoes mixed up, and now you put on my shoes and I put on yours. And, uh, and I'm guessing, say, you have a size 7, and I'm, I'm suddenly you're wearing a size 13 shoe, and you go to the doctor and you say, Doc, this shoe keeps falling off my foot, it's just too big. And they say, Nope, Sabrina Marie, it's size 13, it's in the normal range, there's no problem with your shoe. And I go in next, and I say, I can't even put my toe in this thing. It's a size 8. He says, size 8, Jacob? It's a smack dab in the middle of the normal range. There's nothing wrong with your shoe. It's in the normal range. And that's an exact analogy to what's happening. Wow. And and the the, uh, the range is so wide in terms of Yeah, it covers 95% of people. (laughs) So... What I, you know, if in a perfect world, what you could do, the night, if you walk in, you're tired, achy, waking, cold, intolerant, which means you have thyroid being low until proven otherwise, and the doctor says the test is normal, 
in a perfect world, I would say, give them a size 4 shoe and say, this shoe isn't an all range. Please wear it till our next visit. <laughs> and then let's talk again. That's not you know, good. Then the doctors would get it. But you know, it's an old saying in, saying in medicine that you know, all pain is tolerable as long as it's somebody else's. You know, it's just, so, you know, you, the, the thing is you can sit there and, and beat your doctor over the head with the shoe and they still won't get it. Um, or you can go to a holistic doctor that knows how to treat the patient instead of only treating the thyroid blood test. Um, and to find a holistic doctor, there's a website, www.holisticboard.org. So it's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-B-O-A-R-D dot O-R-G, not dot com, dot org. Uh, you have over 1,500 board-certified holistic doctors. Uh, you also have the American Academy of Naturopathic Physicians. Uh, they have their website and the states where naturopaths are licensed to, uh, to prescribe. They'll know how to treat. Uh, but most standard physicians... You know, you don't even have to show up in the office. You're going to treat the blood test, and who cares what the patient's symptoms are? <laughs> it's yeah. just, it gets pretty crazy. Well, uh, this T3, T4 thing that uh, they keep talking about in terms of the thyroid, um, mm-hmm. what, what is that anyway? Well, there's two main hormones that the body makes, uh, that the thyroid makes. One is T4, which is just a storage that doesn't do much. Uh, it goes to your cells, and then the cells convert it to active T3 and that's what makes the energy and then the thyroid makes a little bit of T3 also a lot of people have trouble converting their T4 into T3 so the blood tests look normal but their thyroid achy weight gain cold intolerant and um, and they if you give them regular T4 which is Synthroid which is what most doctors give it may make the problem worse because the problem is turning it into the active T3. And in those cases, you need to give a balanced mix of T4, T3, called desiccated thyroid, or pure T3. And I'd like to note uh, first that the, the doctor who developed, one of the major doctors developing this protocol, who is Dr. John Lowe, okay. uh, just passed away this week. Oh, wow. And I just want to say that he was a hero in the field. Mm. And, you know, just tell him thank you for all the work he's done over that he helped an enormous number of people and his writings will continue his uh, wife will continue to put out some of the books that he had you know he just finished another book on treating thyroid and the rest um, but he's one of the major workers was one of the major workers in the field wow now the armpit test for you know uh, testing symptoms of hypothyroidism is that accurate is that really something that you would yeah. use I don't bother, but it's okay. It's, if you do using the basal metabolic temperatures, mm-hmm. and that was developed by Dr. Barnes, and also uh, Dr. Lowe helped with that too, but the, if somebody's tired, achy, weight gain, cold intolerant, that tells me they need thyroid. If they have unexplained infertility, it tells me they need thyroid. Uh, for those who with infertility, there's a, a regimen on my website. Uh, just look at health topics A to Z, look up infertility, and it'll give you a whole... Uh, cookbook thing, you, you'll be amazed. Please don't tell people it's Dr. Teitelbaum's baby when you get pregnant. But that's a different, different thing. Uh, people tend to do that. It's like, uh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, what your wife says about that one. <laughs> she, she just smiles now. She knows about the protocol. So, um, but thi- low thyroid, despite normal tests, is common cause of that. So, um, the, if, 
I'm just as happy to check an oil temperature first thing in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and even during the day. And if your temperatures are running under 98 during the day, orally, or under 97 armpit, mm-hmm. that's just one more thing. And that's going to tell me to have you take some iodine. It won't raise the body temperature, but it will help it feel better. Um, and to go ahead and uh, treat the thyroid, which will treat the, raise the temperature and make you feel better. <laughs> But again, I'm going to be using that as one small piece of information in the context of what are your symptoms mm-hmm. and in the context of where is the blood test. But um, you look at the whole pattern. It's like, to go back to the analogy of shoe sizes, um, if I just have a machine that measures shoe size, that's not going to be enough. But on the other hand, if it measures your shoe size as a size 17 and you don't have a clown nose on, well, okay, that, that gives me information. But the key thing, I'm going to ask, do your shoes fit? Are they too tight? Do they fall off? Now I'm going to try different sizes. See, how does that feel? All of that together tells me what the shoe size is. Looking at your symptoms, your tests, your temperature, um, how you respond to treatment, what those feels best. All of that tells me what the thyroid level is that you need as an individual. Adrenal burnout, the stress disease. Can you talk to us about uh, the adrenals? And, uh, well, we are all under stress, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a modern-day thing. You know, when I was a kid, uh, if you talk to the advertising executives, the old Madison Avenue folks, uh, mm-hmm. the advertiser's mantra was sex sells. And nowadays, the advertising mantra is fear sells. You know, and you turn on CNN, you turn on Fox, and God bless them on both of those. You turn on MSNBC or these other places, and you know, and it's today's crisis is, and today's <laughs> enemy is, and today's you know, it's, it's fear cells, and that gets their adrenal glands exhausted. Not to mention, you know, the speed of modern life. It used to be sent the letter, and the Pony Express guy would. You know, take three weeks to get it across the country and another three weeks to get it back and then you'd respond. And, you know, now if you hit an email, you hit send and a minute later it's back again. And, um, the speed of modern life is increasing. The stress with the economy and all the rest being, you know, having been down, um, that's put a big stress on people. And it's exhausted a lot of people's adrenal glands. And so we talked about for the CNN Fox problem, recognize that what's playing on the news is meant to entertain you. If you think it's telling you the truth, flip around between the three networks, uh, and you'll find it's like at three different planets if they're reporting the same event a lot of times. So it's not, all of it is made to sensationalize. And so it feels well, it's not even three networks anymore, it's like hundreds of networks, it's crazy. Yeah. And they all have different ones, you know, different viewpoints. And I, it scares me sometimes. I think the comedy network may be most accurate, but, but the bottom line <laughs> is the news, the news networks View them as this is meant to give you some idea of what's going on out there, but mostly to entertain you. So as long as it's feeling good, keep watching it. But when it starts feeling bad and leaves you feeling like grinding your teeth, turn the dang thing off or change channels. And Which is that easier said thing. than done. No, it isn't easier said than done. You have a remote control. You reach for it. You turn the dang thing off. Or you change to the comedy network or wherever you want to. It's, it's, an, it's an old habit that's easy to change because once you do it, you're going to sit there and go, this feels so much better. <laughs> Why didn't I figure that out earlier? Um, and people find it, it's really not that hard to do, Sabrina. Now, we talk about the adrenal deficits like the DHEA and all the other 
hormones underneath that. How important is DHEA? Well, DHEA is the hormone that the adrenal gland makes the most of, mm-hmm. and we have no clue what it does in medicine. So, But we know that if people get it up to an optimal level, optimal doesn't mean high, it means optimal, uh, they feel better, and they seem to actually probably live longer. If you go too high, especially in women, it gets converted to testosterone, and you see darkening of facial hair and acne. So I don't just, you know, figure, hmm, 25 better, 50 better yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for that, I do check the blood level, and I adjust it to keep the blood level at the mid-range of normal, which is basically 150 uh, microgram per deciliter for women and 350 to 450 for men. Um, and I'll adjust it within, you know, depending on how people feel. Uh, but more is not better. And that's one that I, I like to have a holistic practitioner guide people on instead of having people just take it. Having said that, for most women, there's another study just came out showing this, um, especially when they're perimenopausal. So most women over 45. Um, if you take, if they take 5 to 10 milligrams a day of DHEA, they feel better and their sex drive comes back and they, they feel better overall. The one caution in those of you who, even in their 30s and 40s, had problems with acne or darkening of facial hair. In those cases, I'm going to check for something called PCOS, or polycystic ovary syndrome, which is where the DHEA and testosterone are too high. Mm. And for that, you need to treat it. It's easy to treat. You cut out sugar and you give metformin, uh, which is a very safe medication. Um, and it makes a whole big difference. So that's the DHEA story. It, it's, it's another one of the fountain of youth hormones, but too high a level will cause acne or darkening of facial hair. You can't go by any day of the week on radio or television uh, hearing about low testosterone. What? Mm-hmm. All right. What, what, what's the 411 on that? Well, the biggie on that is that in men, men go through andropause just like women go through menopause. And what happens when testosterone goes low, even in the normal range, but most men are running about 800 for their testosterone level and it starts to, has to be under about 250 to be low. Once it gets to 450, 400, men start getting erectile dysfunction. They start getting prostate enlargement symptoms. They start getting metabolic syndrome, which is high cholesterol, high blood pressure, a spare tire around the stomach, and starting to get insulin resistance. And this is the most common cause and the most common causes of death in the country and heart attacks. And that's why statins are such a big player is, you know, these cholesterol medications. And now they're mixing with blood pressure medications. And if they just gave the bioidentical testosterone, not this bodybuilder portion, the body bioidentical stuff, to bring the level back up to the mid-range of normal at 800 again, um, men would find that their cholesterol goes down, their blood pressure goes back down to normal, they lose weight, their uh, plumbing starts working again, and they, uh, their depression goes away, and their energy comes back, and they get a little more of that alpha dog fuel back again. And this is why I recommend that for most women once, and most men, once they hit 45 to 50 years old, you know, it, if we had a car that was 50,000 miles, and we never gave it a tune-up, never gave it an oil change, never looked under the hood, we would think that by 50,000 miles, it's time to throw that car away. No. You know, it's... If you go in and you do the oil change and tune-up, that thing can run like a new car. And it's the same with people. I think by the time we get to 45 to 50 years old, people deserve a major tune-up. And there's places around the country. There's uh, There are clinics uh, or programs uh, for women. It's called the Well-Optimized Woman 
And you can go to welloptimizedwoman.com uh, for clinics around the country. Uh, for men, it's called uh, the town program or The Optimized Male. You can go to theoptimizedmale.com for doctors around the country. Most holistic doctors will know, but any of these will give you a major tune-up and can really leave you feeling dramatically better, um, lower your cholesterol, lower your blood, the uh, high blood pressure, uh, and just give people their lives back. So, and these tune-ups, it's not just testosterone um, and not just bioidentical hormone replacement therapy for women. It's a lot more. Um, but it makes all the difference in the world. It's just, it's, it's just crazy, you know, these days when it's so easy to reverse these things. But many of these so, clinics may not be in some of the areas in America that people live too, so they may not be aware. Mm-hmm. They may not be aware, but the holistic doctors, and we gave the websites for holisticboard.org and American Academy of Naturopathic Physicians. Mm-hmm. And between all of those, we've got over 3,000 doctors, most, most of whom at least have some awareness. I know that the doctors at the Optimized Male Program and the uh, Well-Optimized Woman Program, they know, I mean, I've, they know the protocol and they know what to do. But most of the holistic doctors have a fair sense of this. We're um, talking about these hormones and um, was it natural or bioidentical? Absolutely uh, bioidentical. Whatnot. Uh, you know, when should people be placed on these hormones? What is an ideal age? Is it 30? Is it you know, before well, you? Well, they may not ever need them. I'm not saying that everybody needs to be on them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women, they're doing just fine. and They they are happy to go through the menopause, and they've, that's a natural change. And they're just happy to, to do that. They may need a little help if they have the hot flashes and stuff. You can give black cohosh for that. Um, other women will find that the skin aging, they don't like it. They don't like the vaginal dryness and loss of libido. Um, and, you know, to me, and the thing about the, for hormone replacements like estrogen and progesterone is they're finding we just need tiny doses, maybe one-tenth the dose that we used to use to get the benefits. So it's very, very tiny dosing. Uh, I, I consider it healthy, but it becomes a matter of personal choice. So for so women, if you're finding that the vaginal dryness, the hot flashes, the poor sleep, brain fog, loss of libido, um, these things are becoming problematic. I think it's reasonable to use a very tiny dose of the bioidentical hormones, uh, including a little bit of testosterone, just a tiny dose of women. In men... High blood pressure, high, uh, hypertension, loss of libido, depression, uh, erectile dysfunction. I'm going to uh, put them on the testosterone, and they're going to feel like they can have the life back. And there was a study that just came out showing that it dramatically dropped cholesterol, blood pressure. These people lived a lot longer. They just, it just the health benefits were dramatic. That's great news. That's really yep. good news. That's yeah, cool stuff. Now. Um, I have a question that a listener had uh, uh, posed to me about the difference in these uh, hormone therapies, the estrogen uh, ratio to progesterone. What is, do we need more estrogen? Is that what the deal is once we get older, or is it more progesterone, or is it equal, or is it something else altogether? It's something else altogether. Some people, uh, the estrogen drops first, and the person becomes progesterone dominant. And they need the more estrogen. The the, with progesterone dominance, if you need more progesterone, you're likely um, to be anxious. Or if you need more estrogen, you're more likely to be depressed. Wow. How's that for a rough measure? What I recommend is give both of them 
and and again, I'll use anywhere from a tenth to a quarter milligram of biased, which is a mixed balanced estrogen, and and bioidentical. I'll give just 30 milligrams of progesterone, and a tenth to two tenths of a milligram of progesterone of testosterone. Put it all in one cream, and that will usually balance most women out. Keep it simple. Is there, is there anything else we need to know about hormones? I think those are the key things. We've covered the main things. The main things, you, you treat based on symptoms, not based on the test. The tests give a little bit of information. But if you're tired, achy, weight gain, cold, intolerant, get the thyroid. If you get irritable, you know, feed me now or I'll kill you kind of stuff. <laughs> when you're hungry, treat the adrenal. And there's a product called Adrenal Stress End, uh, which is wonderful for adrenal. Off the thyroid, there's a BMR complex. Uh, these are... Vitality101.com, uh, the adrenal stress and also at most health food stores. Uh, the bioidenticals, you know, we've talked about clinics to go see uh, for those. Um, growth hormone, I discourage. I'd rather raise growth hormone by sleep, exercise, and sex, which are the natural ways to raise growth hormone. And by giving DHEA, which is growth hormone stimulates DHEA. It's one of the main ways that affects its function. Um, and save growth hormone for people that really, really, really need it. Who would really need growth hormone? Who would be somebody who would really need growth hormone? There are some people with fibromyalgia. It's not an age issue. Okay. It's a hypothalamic dysfunction issue. Okay. And fibromyalgia, we see that growth hormone is low. But in most people, I can normalize what's going on without having to give the growth hormone. And I can just give the rest of it. But there's a small subset that they need the growth hormone also. Hmm. Well, thank you so much. Sabrina Marie, always a pleasure. <laughs> you, thank you. You get great information to a great show for folks. Thank you so much.